Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Leah Lovely, and it's so good to be with you this week. It's Tuesday. I never release episodes on Tuesday because they're supposed to go out on Monday, but I was on a flight back home. So, hey, here you go. <laughs> Better late than never, I always say, right? It's really special today that we have Axel Antihai on the show because they gave me an incredible reading a few weeks ago that I feel like has unlocked some pretty amazing things like in the spiritual world. The angel numbers are off the charts. It is absolutely ridiculous. If you saw my stories on Instagram, uh, it's it's just like one thing after another. My my two of my bills both came out to one hundred eleven dollars and six cents, like shared bills with like several different people. And I was like, how is it that they come out in the same in the same number? Um, my gate when I landed, um, when walking out, I saw you know C one eleven. And then I was slated to leave on gate 113 and it was like, sorry, we're changing back to 111, whatever. All that to say, tons and tons and tons of little signs as well as, you know, our little friend, the praying mantis that showed up, but I was, as well, a, a myriad of other things. I had a situation where I was worried about a family member and my lights started flickering on and off when I asked for confirmation that they were okay you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff. And this was behind me having this really incredible healing transformation, quantum, you know, something with anti-high and being able to discover more about my own magic. So that's something we're going to share with you today about how to unlock your own magic and what does it look like to get beyond fear in order to start to reclaim that part of yourself, uh, to connect with that part of yourself when we get into black magic and uh, other aspects of magic that, you know, aren't really widely talked about. So I think like, this is going to be a really interesting episode for everyone. I just want to give a shout out to my mystery school. We've been just doing some really amazing work in there. And just to see the community that they're building is really awesome. Uh, we won't be opening that back up until September. But if that's something you're interested in, keep your eyes peeled because Patreon members will have the first go at it. So our after show will be at patreon.com slash the lovely Lee if you want to see that and make sure not to fall for the scams that go on Instagram. I made my account not private anymore and they were on it day one. So if you have someone popping in your DMs asking you for a reading, it is not me. So make sure that unless you want a reading from them, <laughs> uh, that you do your due diligence. So anyway, that's all I got for the intro. Let's get right into the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we have Axel Antohai, the quantum healer who is about to change your world right now. <laughs> How are hey. you doing? Honey? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. 
Yes. I'm, I'm super excited to have you today. And I know I always say that, but like I had the most fantastic session with you that I want to tell everybody about. And I was so excited because, um, I get readings all the time, you know, from here, you know, like different people who have been on the show, but something about this reading energetically has just unlocked like next level for me. And like those of you who are listening, I haven't talked to Antoha yet about what's happened. And so we're going to talk about this more in the interview today. But before we get into all the fun jazz there, um, can you talk to people about who you are and what it is that you do? Uh, yeah, so I'm a shaman and I do energy work of all kinds. So I really, whether it's like old world magic, um, you know, like with spell books or you're doing Reiki and we're diving into even subconscious reprogramming. I go into all those different areas so that I can master like the core of every action we do. So like, you know, if you want to manifest something in particular, there's a specific code that you can put into your own unconscious to manifest it. So like, I'm really huge on hacking reality and then teaching people how to bend reality as a byproduct. Um, so Antohai is this process that integrates like I spent years and years and years just kind of like going on my own shamanic voyages going through my own traumas healing them to unlock something called Antohai and it's like the sacred language it's like the binary code behind everything in reality so when you learn it it's super easy to learn it's only got 12 keys or 12 letters and then you can unlock like how to see into the future, how to bend time, how to uh, even manifest for other people is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> tell, talk to me a little bit about your childhood. You've been on the show before, but some people may have never heard about you before. How did you even get into shamanic healing and, and how did it come to you? Um, yeah, so I come from a long uh, line of shamans. So my family has been doing it for hundreds of years. And it wasn't until my parents um, like line, like their siblings and them, they did like a hard split 50-50. And then some of them went into Christianity and some of them stayed with shamanism. So um, yeah, I learned a lot of what I know how to do, not only from like elders that my family had access to, but my actual family members who had a specific special ability um, that they could pass on to someone else if they could learn it. So my, my special ability is manifestation and miraculous events. So that's kind of like where I can dabble into a bunch of different arts and then just kind of like figure it out. Um, but yeah, my grandmother taught me everything that I know. She used to be a really like top level medium. My grandfather could create illusions that were like very um, believable because they weren't like magician style. Like he would put a thought in your mind and you would be convinced that that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like a, an actual illusion. So yeah, there was um, a lot of that. So I, I spent my entire life just studying some form of art. And then um, when I got to college, I remember I was like, there's going to come a point where I've got to like tell people how I do what I do, but in a scientific way, because when I was growing up, I was always told like, okay, like the sun is your body. Right. And like, you have to, when you really understand what that means and you don't feel space between you and the sun anymore, you'll see that when you take a breath, the sun, the sun will get brighter. And when you feel sad, the sun will like disappear behind skies. And it's, it's very intimate. It's real, very real like that, but it's hard to explain to other people when they don't really understand the folklore magic behind that. So a lot of my college was just kind of understanding how language programs the brain um, because I felt like, okay, if I can explain it to you with the right words and the right like 
program almost like you would actually be able to understand what shamanism meant and adopt it as a lifestyle so a lot of times people think like shamanism is um like a religion or something like that and it's not it's just the order of things so like our ancestors knew that plants had feelings and you could talk to them and now science is backing that up right so shamanism is just that core understanding that nature is all together so um it's been great this lifetime I guess because like Mm -hmm. I've been able to then see kind of like um quantum science making huge leaps and then being able to back it up like a lot of my powers and stuff like that to show people okay this is what's actually happening in the actual dynamics of quantum reality. So that's a lot of the the fun in the back end stuff that we do here at Anta High. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's so 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 cool because so okay uh, as everybody knows if the, unless this is the first uh, episode you're listening to I also have a very close connection with the other side in one way or another a strong intuition call it mediumship whatever comes through my parents as well but uh, they went Christian and so there was this very staunch like this is not a thing that we do. Um, and somehow ended up returning back to it once my grandmother died, who has very much become a guide of mine. But anyway, I had this, this session with you and I'm just going to go through a little bit of it. So the audience can just know like what it is that we were dealing with. Um, I have been told by other mediums that I have played with dark magic before, and that I am very experienced, witch and experienced in alchemy experienced in, in all the things that are magic and that at some point, like I kind of fucked some stuff up and, um, messed with some, some realities or something like that. And I said, I'll never use that magic again. And so, um, the, another medium had said that I have never talked about that really on the show. And so then we sat down and one of the first things that come up is this fear of magic, this fear of dark magic that Antohai had brought to the surface. And I was like, "Mm." I already know he's good, but like <laughs> to come to come through with some, an area that I've recently been trying to work on because I've been starting to look into Egyptian magic. I haven't really been, um, very drawn to like Wicca type of magic, but like very much into alchemy and Egyptian order or whatever. Um, so then anti brings up Heka and, and blows my fucking mind because I have the inscription of that on the back of one of my scarab pendants that I got made, uh, to help myself start to invoke this particular type of energy. So anti goes through all this stuff and tells like, uh, me the story and, and, and what this consciousness is here for and whatever, and then goes through and does what, I don't know, maybe you can better describe this part, but like you go through, it sounds like you're going through a software program and you're detailing out to me what's happening in my programming and what to release and what to get rid of. Can you talk about that? It's so fascinating to have it done. Yeah. So, okay. The whole entire process is is called onto high, right? So, um, the, the best way to describe it is like onto high is like a form of shamanism. Then it unlocks like different coins, kinds of like abilities as you dive deeper into it so when I get into it I see and a lot of my students see this too they see like a series of screens almost Mm -hmm. and then on each screen there's something different that's happening and sometimes they'll highlight themselves and tell you okay hey like pay attention to this over here and then when you click on the file it'll show you all the back data behind it so let's say a a client will come in and then be like I want to like like you you know like you were like I want to unlock more power or like I want to you know dive deeper into my abilities there's a file for that and I go into your system I unlock it and then I can read there's errors in the code essentially um whether it's a belief system or like 
uh, past trauma like you've had where you used it, you know, in a negative sense and you made a promise to yourself. So you can rewrite any of that at any given moment. It's just like an energy frequency. So um, there are these 12 frequencies that run through everything. Um, and they're based by the chakras. So a lot of times people are just really familiar with the first seven chakras. That's the only the chakra system inside the body. Right. Um, there's another seven outside that control like how the physical universe moves around you essentially. So those are the ones that in Antohai we really, really, really focus on because if I can find how there's like this tension between your reality and your internal like belief system, I can literally move it like I'm moving a piece of paper or like a door. Like mm-hmm. it's very intimate like that. So um yeah, you I went in there and I would just like look at those different things and whatever comes through, it's so unique for each person. So sometimes when you're in in, in that kind of session, a person will go into a really deep trance or um, they may have an out-of-body experience. They may start crying. So it has a lot of similarities to like traditional energy healing mm-hmm. um, just because your whole entire body system is a computer. So when I'm technically going through your mind, um, I'm going through the whole entire body and I can figure out, okay, like if you have a lot of um, left arm pain, that might be tied to why you can't unlock more abilities in your reality and that somehow manifested in your childhood this way and it gets very very intimate after a while so most people only ever need like one session to be honest um, if they're getting shifted by one of my students or myself Um, but it's a lifestyle so I always recommend you know you it's easy to see that not only with just people too because when you learn it um, you're able to see like trends that are even happening in society and stuff like that. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so this wave of energy is going to produce this next. And you can, that's how fortune tellers can even see the future. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I thought was mind blowing for me is that like, you know, I go to a lot of services. I do a lot of stuff myself, you know, whatever, like I'm, I'm not thinking that this is going to be something so groundbreaking for me. Um, but even like in the session, we had a, I saw a praying mantis, which I, I mentioned on my show last week or so. Um, but then I, I didn't tell you this, but there was a praying mantis at my door, uh, like a few days later, like, like it was knocking, like standing right in front of, it. I haven't seen a praying mantis since I was a kid. And then when I came inside, there was a praying mantis, this, I think it was the same one. It was the next day on our bedroom window inside the house. And I was like, what the fuck is it doing in here? How did it get in here? Cause it would be quite the trek for it to get all the way up there. And since then, like angel numbers have been insane. Just the closeness with the, the shift of reality a little bit. Like I seem closer to it somehow. Um, I just went on a trip and, uh, 11, 11 everywhere. Absolutely. Everywhere. 111, 11, 11, whatever. I landed at gate 111. They changed my gate to 111 went on my way back. Um, our tickets, our bill, like it was really bizarre. I had 11, 111.06 on both tickets, different days, different people that I met with different share ticket, whatever. So all that to say, there's suddenly this robust amount of synchronicities that are showing up and closeness. Um, I had a family member that I was really worried about a few days back and I was so scared, like something happened because they weren't answering their phone. And I was like, ancestors, guides, everybody, if everything's okay, like, please let me know, um, you know, just show, show me a sign. And then my dining room, the lights are flickering on and off, on and off, on and off, like really, really fast. Um, which my grandma tends to do that when she kind of tries to come through. So just, like in, in a week's time, I've had maybe like a year's worth of these types of synchronicities upon unlocking some, or upon you helping me unlock some type of close connection. 
Now, when I, when I'm needing something or needing connection to the universe, the quickness that it comes with is so much faster, uh, so much more, more, almost like bizarre in a way. Like I believe in this shit. Right. But like, it's still, it's still happening in front of me. And I'm like, this is like a, a year's worth of little kind of synchronicities happening within the week. Now I know that for myself, me coming in close contact with, uh, reprogramming some of those beliefs or those fears that I may have about being, having that close connectedness. But do you think there's also something shifting in our universe that is allowing people to become more closely connected? Oh yeah. 100%. So like, um, so alchemy is like a science, right? So like, it's, it's constantly changing because the universe has to change. So like right now at the time of this podcast, like we're in something called the black sun. It's literally a dimension that emulates like the, um, the fabric of, of a black hole essentially. So in alchemy, it states that right now until like the end of the year, essentially we're going to be, um, going through time and space, breaking it. And it's a doorway that we can use because like the veil is super weak and you can use it to like re-manifest yourself, destroy old things that no longer matter. As long as you stay focused on like the main goal that you really want to be embodying for the rest of your life. It's not like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I want to get like the next car. It's like, what do I want to be existing in as as a greater whole? Mm -hmm. During this time too, is like this, there's this energy of people seeing like what's good and what's bad for them on, on many different aspects. And people are even being forced to step into this higher understanding of like, I'm a good guy in certain situations and I'm a bad guy in other situations. And there's nothing I can do to step out of that. Right. And that everyone else is having that experience. So like, um, right now duality itself is kind of like breaking apart because everyone can see the fractalization that we've been creating this whole entire time. Mm. Um, so these are like energetic patterns that like, definitely they run through reality. And like, you have to, a lot of times people are even convinced that our, our solar system is stationary and it's just like, kind of like floating there, but Mm. it's floating and it's moving at the same time. Meaning we're, we're dealing with the shifts that our whole entire solar system is going through as we travel through other densities in space. Mm. Um, which is like, when you think about it, you're like, oh damn, like all the celestial bodies really affect you in in very profound ways. Hopefully that like, kind of like answers your question. Yeah. Like, I mean, (laughs) so for, for myself, like I've had these channels that have come through that have just Uh been like, earth is going through a massive shift right now, a massive shift in consciousness as earth is also an entity as well, trying to progress uh, as we, we do as well. So because of that, all of the kind of crap that's happening in our world or whatever, at least in, in my perspective, in my reality, it's, it's, it's as a result of things being released and things needing to come out that we've kind of buried and suppressed for so long. And so that shift happening is the movement basically. And so we're getting the chance to observe that, but unfortunately we see it in more, more of a 3d kind of perspective where it's like, it's a fucking jungle down here, you know, like everything is kind of going chaos. And so it'd be very easy to get swept up in the fear. Um, so what would be kind of like your advice if someone is, is doing their own kind of quantum healing shift, or they're watching earth do their own quantum healing shift. How do you deal with when all, I mean, cause we've talked about everything is kind of neutral, but when things feel scary and while things feel bad, how do we get to a place of of healing to be able to move past that in a way that helps us continue to evolve. Um, okay. So during times like this, I, it's not really personally, this is what I've learned. It's not about healing. It's about complete and total transformation because Mm. right now what we're like, 
what is the shamanic experience and what is like consciousness evolution? It's death. Like you have to choose not to be an old version of yourself to step into the new version of you. Simultaneously, when you pick no longer to live an old life, you choose a new life, which is death and rebirth at that one instant of changing your thoughts, right? So like, that's kind of like happening right now with everybody like it's not about healing it's about actually saying okay what have i been doing what's the repetitive pattern like why do i want to keep working on this when i have the ability to actually architect a new version of myself altogether mm. and um you know like we just had a bunch of major celestial events that just happened most recently too so like um like what, what? Is what happened so uh, there's actually a couple. Um, yesterday, there it was Pluto's um, return for America. It started, so that's like super huge. Uh -huh. um, that's kind of that indicates like the downfall of society and basically like the restructuring of society. A lot of the truths coming out. Mm -hmm. That simultaneously with us being in in the Black Sun, we're like that's going to collide together. We had a um, new full moon yesterday, or technically today. Um, which also indicates endings on the fifth, we had the hydrogen collider turn on, yeah. which every time it turns on, it shifts reality. And like, you can read it in cards and stuff like that. The shifts are ever so slightly like different in their degree. But um, yeah, the last shift that they did basically stated that there was going to be a lot of um, opportunity for people to actually go after what they want because reality is so like lucid right now. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. Um so basically like, yeah, you're going through this evolutionary process where you have to recognize, okay, um, if you want to become a true alchemist, it's about constantly pursuing rebirth. If you want to be a shaman, it's constantly testing your own boundaries. And sure, you're afraid, do it anyway, like Will Smith said, right? Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately you have to be willing to even just say like, Am I willing to be more than what I'm giving myself permission to be? A lot of times people are looking at their ego and they're like, how do I transcend myself? You're keeping yourself small for other people. You're not really ever living fully in love if you're not vibrating at what makes you happy, right? And that's difficult to do. Like true love is so difficult because that may mean that you finally come to a conclusion that you work a nine to five job and you can't do that anymore. And like, you love your job, but the impact on your body is difficult. So that's going to take you in a new direction. Like the love itself is telling you, you need to go in a new vibration. And the only way you can love yourself is by having endings. And a lot of people think that love is um, attachment when really love is like cultivation of the two. And I don't know why I'm getting like very like emotional kind of yeah. like talking about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what's, what we're really going through is we're remembering ourselves, reminding ourselves how much we love ourselves because this whole entire year is ruled by Venus. So Venus is basically all about like choosing things you love. And it's not just people, but it's what you're doing from day to day, from moment to moment. And you have to like have gratitude for that. And when we think about like subconscious reprogramming, like what we're so trained to look at the negative first, like the news mm -hmm. will show you the negative first, all of the things that are, are negative are at the forefront, you have to take an active cultivation to say, I'm going to focus on the positive. And one of the ways that, that I've really done that is I have my reminder app on my phone. And I'm just like, 
every time something dope happens to me throughout the day, I'm going to write it down on my reminder app. And at the end of the day, I'm going to look at all the cool things that are happening and like why I'm grateful for these things. As small as like a person saying, I love what you're wearing. I'm grateful that this person gave me a freaking compliment on my shirt because I thought I looked busted today. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? And then at the I end of like the your day, shirt. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you look at that and you start basically telling yourself, I'm going to make a, a priority to focus on the positive, And that's going to start bringing more positive. All the shamans as of late, like, and you might be, you, you, I feel like you're here too with it. Like when 2020 hit, a lot of people got hit with like a train. And for those of us that were choosing to really embody ourselves, oh, doors just kept opening left right. and right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Life became easier. That's what's happening all over again. Like you have to choose to be who you are, regardless if it pisses certain people off, regardless if, you know, certain people resonate with it. There's billions of entities and vibrations in this world. You have your posse somewhere, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I really like that because like, okay, to go back and recap a little bit, you said, you know, like a lot of us are focused on healing and thinking that healing is kind of the answer. Um, while healing is important, transformation is where we're really at now. Uh, it's next level kind of transformation. And I, I, it, that one kind of hits me in the stomach a bit because like, you know how, like you, you continue to try to manifest something over and over and over. Um, and you're like, I thought I went through this already. Or like, you have a new, like little hurdle that shows up and like, I thought I've been through this already. I healed this, or I did this, or I did that. And a question that I get a lot from just like random, you know, people on Instagram or something is like, what do I do? I thought I healed this already. And then I guess the next answer would be transform. Like there's something inside of you that's done the healing work already, but like you, you're still choosing that route and mm -hmm. that route is kind of done for you. And maybe it's time to move on. Yes. So uh, in Anto High, what I teach my students is like, um, you know, the halo that you've seen in like religious yeah. art that's mm -hmm. associated to your eighth chakra and the eighth chakra is, is also called the shamanic gate. So if you, if you were thinking about going through all of your chakras, if you want to really master being a shaman, you have to open up that eighth chakra and be there regularly. So that's controls time, death, space, rebirth, um, transformation, transcendence itself. So if you're not willing to essentially say like, you know, you're going to step into a new version of yourself. You're never going to see the full scope of reality because reality is infinite. Like you have to constantly come back to this like in internal registry and ask yourself what is real and what still serves me. And that's where you have like this, these ebbs and flows. There's going to be moments in your life where you do feel like you got to heal, but the healing is even going to be different because now you understand how the rhythm is, right? Like mm -hmm. sometimes you go in to heal pain and it, it, after a while, you realize you're just going in for understanding versus like to actually address the pain. Mm -hmm. So when people are stuck in these cycles and these cycles keep manifesting, yeah, you're right. It's about definitely transforming. It's choosing to become a new version of yourself. And all you're doing is basically saying you're stepping out of a timeline, a, a specific space into another one. That's where a lot of the quantum jumping, quantum healing stuff relies on is the mm -hmm. eighth chakra. Mm -hmm. But often what keeps that gate closed is fear. So let's yeah. talk about some fear. <laughs> yeah. um, so for myself, like I know that, that it's always been kind of like, this is not something you're supposed to be doing. This is not, um, you know, God doesn't appreciate this or whatever. Um, but then on top of that, then you have, you know, like spirits that come in your room or like other things that you can't explain or things that make you, make you feel scared. 
Um, what is your advice to someone who is in the process of like, who really learn like yearns to have that open, to have that connection, to heal whatever fear that they have, that's keeping them from being able to become a shaman or a psychic or whatever other way in which they would like to connect to the universe. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Hmm. Um, I think there's always like a hierarchy when we think about these types of things. And that's what really self-sabotages people. And what I've learned is you should think of everything as an experiment as like, rather if you, if you're testing out new combinations of colors on a, on a canvas or something like you're, it's just an experiment. Everything that you do can be undone. Like that's how alchemy works. You just have to find the answer if you don't like something, right? It's called manifestation. Like there's a solution always there. So a lot of people get stuck in like, what if I do something wrong? Well, if you do something wrong, you just know there's the answer is there. As long as you never lose track of the fact that like the solution is available, you're never screwed. It's the people who end up forgetting that, that mm-hmm. end up getting caught up into like an alternate reality and all these other things manifest as a byproduct of it. The other thing is like when you're doing like astro travel and you're doing like that type of work, all of this, like all of it is tied back to your central, your central vibration of power, your willpower. So let's say I go into hell directly and I'm amongst all the worst of the worst. If I don't lose my integrity where I'm like, none of them can touch me. Like I'm, I'm the most vicious of them all. They don't even know it yet. Right. And I'm, and I, that's my truth. You know what I mean? I'm vibrating that no demon can interact with your energy because you're holding your willpower in place. This is something in Egyptian alchemy that's basically called, um, Sekum, or it's also associated to like the was, which is like dominion influence and power that you have by controlling your aura. And that happens in any dimension. Like a lot of times when, um, as shamans, we take a lot of psychedelics. We have to learn how to control our mind under different like conditions of stress. And, um, but that's the first thing you have to learn is like, no matter what, as uh, how the world can be vibrating in intense fear, as long as I'm able to like hold myself together, like that cannot affect me. And then I can find solutions, not just for myself, but for everybody else involved. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's kind of like the gist of you working with yourself. You're never alone either, even though you can't see your, like, um, you know, your astral family or your spirit guides or something, they're always kind of like in the background, just watching anyway. So one of the first things I would really tell you to do before you do any traveling or any internal work is use your free will. Free will is a very huge power that we have. And that comes straight from the throat chakra. Hmm. It's through free will and willpower, right? That it's all focused right here that we can transcend reality and tell it what to do. Reality is a program. It's coming back to like what we were talking about when I was inside of your system and, and helping you with unlocking powers. Like it's spiritual technology. Like if you recognize that manipulating reality is as easy as pressing a button on your phone and you train yourself to constantly be like, okay, it really is that easy until you convince yourself reality will move in such miraculous ways that it's mind blowing. So I use, I, I tell my students right before they start getting into anything is like, use your free will and vocalize it out into the, into the program. Tell it, Hey, I invite all of my spirit guides, all of my guardians that are here to support me to come through and to teach me of my own spirit, spiritual abilities. Now you, this is where it really gets juicy because 
the more you get into a relationship like that, physically talking to the universe, you'll start seeing how like it starts talking back to you. Mm-hmm. And eventually the universe itself is your spirit guide. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't, you would have never seen it that way. Right. So right. it's very powerful when you kind of like step into that notion. And when you're just, whenever you're in doubt, you know, like even in the astral realm and your re- dreams tell like the cosmos of the dream, like that you're in, Hey, I feel unsafe. I need a spirit guide. And you'll see that somebody shows up randomly. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like the gist of it is always knowing like you have the power. So don't be afraid. Like most recently, some of my students have gotten into like dark magic and demonology. Um, I love dark magic. I love black magic. Um, I know a lot of people have their their views on it, but it's kind of like a hammer, right? Like you can use a hammer to build a house or you can use a hammer to like kill somebody. Like ultimately the magic isn't the problem is the wielder. So like, mm. um, yeah, like black, black, black magic is not for everybody because it really teaches you a lot about who you are. It's main mantra is know thyself. Like mm-hmm. if you're not willing to get down and dirty with yourself and figure out why it is that you do certain things and like you're a bad guy here or whatever, it's not for you. That's why a lot of people choose love and light, the right hand path. That's what it's called in alchemy because it is somewhat easier. But after a while, that even becomes difficult because you're being challenged to love people that, you know, normally wouldn't be easy to love. Right. Right. So it's not like you can you can choose the right hand love and light or the left hand black magic and still um, escape, you know, like the the trial and tribulations of self-development. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So what was really interesting is that you said in my reading that I had already access to adamants, which was weird. Um, The other other path likely because I have dealt in dark magic. What is, what makes dark magic, dark magic? Um, it's, it's all about service to self and invincibility. So, um, Adamans basically means, um, like inox, inoxidable covet. Like you get anything you want at all costs is Mm -hmm. literally what it means. Mm -hmm. So that's the main theme of all black magic is like, and you don't have to trample other people or harm other people to do that. You just have to have this level of concreteness, like no matter what, I'm gonna come out on top. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like you can then choose to use the blessings that come through to help other people along the way. You can turn the black magic into white magic progressively because you're the alchemist. So, like, um, yeah, that's kind of like what what the premise of it is. And it gets a black a bad rap because it can easily corrupt the person if they don't know how it works right because after a while you can feel and there's so many people that fall into this trap where they become really really aware of their psychic awareness you know like with their reality their powers whatever and then they start looking down upon other people who are not at their level they're like oh i'm better than you right Right. it's it's not even that it's a it's a matter of fact that like we're all at the different perceptions of reality it's not who's better and who's stronger it's how much more perception can you unlock to your advantage at any given moment. That's how reality works. Hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you watched, um, Dr. Strange, the, do you watch the new one? Marvel, the new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he gets the book and they, they say, if you have it too long, it, it takes a toll or it takes a cost kind of, um, yep. would you say that that's in likeness to what you're talking about? <laughs> um, yes, it depends on like the intensity of the black magic. Cause it's in degrees too. like, in order to get to specific levels of black magic, you have to do something that's like cutthroat. Um, but if you never cross that barrier, like you won't get into what that like concepts like that book. I do have a book that's like that though, for real, like, mm-hmm. and, um, my friends have seen it. Uh, I basically 
got this book from Amazon that I thought was really cool. And it's got like a dragon's line, whatever. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn it into like my black magic spell book. Um, but the thing is when you create those, you have to feed it. So rather you give it food all the time or whatever, otherwise it'll just go crazy and do whatever it wants. So we started realizing that, um, I hadn't fed it for like several weeks. When you feed a book, (laughs) you you got, you got to feed it. uh, You got to give it a candle. Yeah. There's a specific mantra that you give it and then whatever kind of, um, like food, like, so I give mine lamb, I give mine candy, um, you just you know, sit it sometime. on top of it or what? Is, what yeah, is? I said it. I, yeah, it's okay. like a little altar, like a little ritual okay. with the notebook or in like, um, the main page has like all the ins- inscription and stuff. So like you open up to the main page, light a candle, give it offerings of whatever sort, and uh, then it's happy. You know what I mean? It, it feeds off of, uh, physical matter because black magic, uh, or dark alchemy is more so associated to the material universe. Okay. So that's another reason why black magic is given a bad rap because, um, the material universe is corruptible, right? Like it mm-hmm. can, it can make you do really shitty things rather like kill people, be greedy, be envious, whatever. So, um, demons are literally just like angels that are on the material side of the universe. So it's through demons that like, you'll learn, um, sex magic for instance mm-hmm. a lot of it it's really powerful um it's through angels that you'll learn more about how to connect with a person emotionally when you're having sexual relationships right so both of them are very much so necessary yeah. um most people don't really like kind of like see that though because they hear like rather good or bad so um yeah i'm just fascinated with the the thought process of that, because like when we, when we are talking about unlocking our magic, you said something really important that you're never screwed basically like mm-hmm. that. If you can always remember and keep your what's about you, that you will not be in a place where you cannot return. And I think that that's important for other people to hear when they're talking about alchemy and magic or just like themselves, like I want to become a psychic, but you know, I'm really afraid that I'm going to end up like, you know, contacting these people or whatever, like that you're never screwed. That hits me too, because I think like when you grow up in our Western society and you, we have these very like binary kind of ways of looking at magic and alchemy and think this is the right way. This is the wrong way. And you can't do it like this or else blah, blah, blah. Um, it limits us and way in the ways that, and the things that we're automatically drawn to. Like, um, I know that for me, like I, I, <laughs> I don't like having to memorize other people's spells spell work Mm -hmm. basically and so like i remember in our healing session i was like do i need the books to do that like can i just go up into the program file and look up the thing and just you know activate or whatever and basically yes and so i did a ritual myself like i just decided like this is my ritual this is something that i will do i will organize my crystals in such a way i'm going to lay on the floor i'm going to breathe in this way like i'm going to uh invoke uh, the spirit of Heka to assist me in this particular type of magic. And I, it felt good doing it. Like it felt like me, it felt like something I already knew how to do. And at the same time, like, while I was in the middle of this ritual, I started to feel this, like, am I about to do something? I don't want to, you know, I'm about to open a door. I'm not supposed to open that kind of feeling. And I was like, no, like I can, you, if you can open a door and walk through it, you can walk back out. So like me giving myself that permission to experiment and look at things in a different way, um, has given nuance to my practices. Like it's been been able to open up a lot more stuff for me to be excited about and for me to dig into as well. Um, what would you say some of your favorite practices are in order to 
to observe magic. Cause I think like, when we talk about magic, people are like, what do you mean magic? Like, first of all, what's your definition of magic? And then how do you observe magic? Okay. There's so many good things. Like I, I remember now I was telling you about the notebook and then like we went on a quick tangent, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically my notebook, if you don't feed it, it'll start eating like oh, yeah. squirrels and stuff like that. It was like the best base of it, but yeah, you, that's like really advanced black magic. Um, so when it comes to uh, your ritual too, like the other thing I wanted to add in there before I answered the rest of it was um, Heka in ancient Egyptian culture is what today is being represented itself as Antohai. Like Anto, the laws of Antohai is like, um, it's in everything, every, like really? the breath you take, everything. Yeah. So Heka was under the same principle where it was like, it's everywhere. Magic mm-hmm. is in everything. Right. So um, just a little quick, like next time when you do one, if you want to like call in the energy of Antahai into it too, yeah, just so you yeah. can see like the modern day update for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like magic is like your imagination. Like that's where it really comes down to. Like if you're really imaginative and you love it and you're in the flow and it feels like it's part of your divinity, that's where the true like potential of everything is, right? So that's why there's some shamans who like literally they don't need a a tarot deck to read you to filth. Like they just can see it, right? Where other people, (laughs) yeah, where where there's others who like, they have a very intimate relationship with each deck and like, they just like working with their friends that are represented as like these different decks of consciousness that exist in the universe. So magic is like the intimacy of what you want to want it to be. And like, that is a process that takes time. Like, you know, someone can give you a basis on how to do it and it works like even the spell, like, you know, if I can, if I tell you do this spell exactly verbatim, you're going to still find alterations to it because you're going through your own spiritual experience. Like you are magic itself. And like, that's the most important thing that you got to think about when you're, when you're even doing things like that. Um, because the person who originally would have written a spell, it worked for them under their specific vibration. You're not them. So like, it might work exactly for you because you're very close to their vibration, but it may not be always exact. And that's where you want to have a little bit of fun, you know, always make sure you do honor. Like if you're going to get into like some sort of specific shamanism or something like that, there are rules like, you know, you should do this on a Monday at X time that's set there for like, you know, safety reasons. But after a while you can even experiment with that and coming back to what we were talking about before, like, it just experiment it's a game almost and like the more you see what works for you then great if it doesn't work for you shut it off or change like direction so that was the first part what's magic what was the second part how do you observe it you got to start convincing yourself that it's in front of you all the time like you can't really see it like um one of the ways that i really started doing it and it this might sound really funny but um when i one day it hit me that like when you see pollen floating through the sky like literally that's tree semen so the trees (laughs) yeah you know and it hit yeah yeah and it hit me I'm like the trees are all fucking in front of me right now like (laughs) oh my god and then I heard I heard that whole Pornhub sound (laughs) and I was like oh my god I gotta go inside I can't deal with this but like there's the magic right there right like somehow they're communicating through that and unless you like everything's having an intimate relationship with each other in some way, shape or form. And you got to start allowing yourself to see that. Um, Also like asking yourself why you do things and why people do things is another great way to get down to the core of like um, Mm -hmm. magic itself, because alchemy is psychology. So a lot of it, when like, when you start going into um, like magical spells, eventually it'll show you 
okay, you got into this spell particularly because this is what you're experiencing in your life right now. And this spell is really applicable to the situation so you can get out of that situation, right? right? So like the alchemy is going to be continuously talking to you. It's a relationship. That's why you want to start, start off by vocalizing and then even telling it on, on the regular, like every time I have like a good day or like I get a bomb ass client or something, I will literally be like, I want more of this, please. Thank you. Make it happen. <laughs> you know, and I just go along my day. And then my thing is like doing this, you know, mm -hmm. like I do like, um, like a twirl to kind of give myself the confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I also do like, my friends will see me randomly, like just do like this. It's like a <laughs> sailor moon pose like you know i came here <laughs> whenever i get like a confirmation from something rather it's like through a person or like tv like one of the things too like i love to watch a lot of netflix shows right yeah. and all the, the ones that i get gravitated to are usually associated to some sort of thing that like i'm personally downloading right yeah and it'll show you or talk to you even through the shows or yes. the music that you're going through so you have to be willing to say okay it's everywhere around me like the whole entire ecosystem is alive it's a being yeah so let me have a relationship with this being it's yeah. essentially having a relationship with yourself yeah you're inside of it right Mm -hmm. I love, I love this topic because the observation of magic in our life is, I think is key and important to us being able to practice more of that magic, or at least call more of it into our life. I play this game when I go to New York, because you're walking around all the time and, uh, of like what I, I don't, I don't have a name for the game, but it's just basically like piecing together the words of what other people are saying to tell the story of whatever the universe is trying to tell you at the moment. And so every once, one time I remember I was like really in love with this guy and I was like walking through and one of the girls were like, girl, you deserve better. She's telling her other friend, like you deserve better than this guy. And then the next conversation say, it's time to let him go. Like they were speaking almost in tandem and a whole full conversation. And I, I can't tell you how many times when I would walk through the city and I was just there yesterday. And as I was, you know, I was like, is there anything I need to know or whatever? And then I could hear tons of people speaking French. And I've been wanting to learn like French fluently for a long time. And I keep thinking like, oh, at some point I'll, you know, have a podcast in French because they're the French speakers, especially African French speakers or whatever. There's a way to open up spirituality there uh, through language. And so there's, it's like a mission for me, but anyway, I'm walking through and I could hear people speaking in French and saying, oh yes, you should go to France. Oh yes. Like da, 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 da. Oh, it's very, very Parisian to blah, 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 blah. You know? And it was just this like moment of, I had just been thinking about that. And then here are these people showing up kind of like mentioning something about, yeah, you should absolutely go. You should do this. You should do that. Um, and I just smile. I just smile because I'm just like, okay, I hear you. I, I I'm observant of that. I think a lot of times people ask themselves, you know, ask for those kinds of examples and they're like, oh, I'm kidding myself. Oh, it's a coincidence. Oh, I'm crazy. You know, whatever. And we tend to discount ourselves out of what's, what's happening in front of us. Well, okay. In quantum science, there's something called quantum entanglement, which means like, because we all like, we're all one being, we're all interconnected. Like when you ask for signs, you're literally just telling the whole entire community of the cosmos to back you up. Like they, they're part of you. Right. So when you're like, okay, Hey, I'm thinking about like opening up this podcast in French and everyone's talking around you. Those people are picking up on telepathic signals that are being sent. Oh my God. What is happening? <laughs> what is that? Oh my God. Hold on. That is so weird. And you know, what's really weird. That song is called your body. Okay. Hey, so you were like, you were picking up on telepathic signals. And then that just started out of nowhere. That's so weird. 
nice. Keep, <laughs> the I'm spirits are, on are strong today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like um, you're basically sending out like these telepathic signals through the quantum entanglement field. So those people are picking up on it and they're physically literally giving you an external confirmation. Like you're thinking about this, you should do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what the only reason why it's happening. And when people have like those, those moments, like fine, if you don't want to believe the first one, okay fine if it happens at least twice there's a trend that's going on if it happens three times you can definitely know that it's going to be you know uh it's a message it's a message essentially yeah what about mm -hmm. those people who are like i'm looking for you know my soulmate or whatever and they tend to i've done this rationalize the person or the signs that we think that we're getting here's an example i used to think um i i got kept getting this name frank all the time over and over and over. And I thought for sure, okay, the person that I'm supposed to be with or whatever is going to be Frank. But when I think in hindsight, now I look at it, I'm like, this is Frank France. Like I'm needing to do more work with French language and whatever, but I was like, oh, the guy who I'm going to end up with is going to be named Frank, blah, blah, blah. Um, how, how do we decode the signs of the universe that are trying to communicate something to us? Uh, Cause I think a lot of times when people feel like they've decoded it wrong, they have that kind of like traumatic response to that and feel like, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know shit. Like my intuition is terrible. Dude, it happens to the best of us. Like I've been doing it my entire life and it happens to me like on the regular. <laughs> so that has to be part of like the path. Like you need to understand that like, like making errors is part of having so many different options available to you at your fingertips. Like it's, it's, it's an experience, right? So um, when you do have a moment where you make an error, is don't blame it. You should go back and look at what it was saying to you. You know what I mean? Like, or what was the actual message? I'll give you a great example. And this is like 100% real, um, no bullshit. So I had read months ago, like at, in January, it told me like sometime late March, um, you should start moving your money from specific accounts over. And it, it was starting to talk about the energy of water coming through. And I was like, okay, so I should be like, maybe spending money, maybe I should be like, you know, going on a trip or something like that. I didn't have the full spectrum of it. As the, the event horizon was coming through, it was starting to say like, you should move your money out of your, it was very specific, you should move money out of your accounts into other accounts, but it didn't tell me what account. I started having dreams that I should pull my money out of Celsius, which is like a crypto bank. Mm -hmm. um, and I took only half of it out because I'm like, oh, maybe I'm being a little bit, a little bit paranoid. Right. And then a month after the final message I got, it's Celsius like locked up and like a lot of people's money is stuck in Celsius still um, without a definite moment of coming out. Right. So mm -hmm. I read it and I looked at, I looked at the cards and I'm like, damn, like I missed it. And I was like so mad at myself at first. Cause I'm like, I could have pulled out even more money and I could have saved all of it. And now I don't even know what's going to happen. And instead of getting mad, I said, okay, what did I miss? I went back to the tarot spread. Cause I take photo of, of each one. Mm -hmm. And, um, I looked at it and I said, ah, oh, this is where I made a mistake. Like I read it, like I should move my money out of the accounts, but it, it, I didn't read that. If I didn't move the money out of the accounts then I would have heartbreak, which is what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> so that curvature, you know, like that curvature yeah. and being able to read that you're like, okay, now next time when I, when, and that was the other thing too, I started noticing the last couple of times, something like that happened. 
I started seeing like 616 everywhere. So now when, mm-hmm. like, after I've studied this about like three times happening to me, I'm like, when I see 616, you got to move all your money everywhere. That's basically <laughs> saying some shit's about to go down. Like make sure your money's not in the most obvious place. And then, okay, fine. Like if it tells me I'm going to experience some sort of heartbreak, even if I don't, if, even if it's an inconvenient move for me, if I don't want to deal with that heartbreak, just do it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll make sense later. Yeah. And then even when you dodge the bullet, you go back to the freaking board and you're like, that's what I do- I dodged, you know? Yeah. I think like a lot of times we pay so much, such <laughs> close attention to the areas in which we feel like we mess up versus the areas when we got it right. Like we tend to just kind of, you know, go on and I, I've been really bad about this and I keep telling myself I, I should do this every time I get it right. Or every time I get this little ping synchronicity thing or whatever that shows up, I should be writing that down. So I have a place to go and say, okay, like as at least odds wise, 70 to 30, like I'm doing pretty good, you know, like to be able Mm -hmm. to trust yourself in that way. Um, I think what's really interesting is like when it comes to manifestation anyway, there is when we're trying to manipulate the reality of our life and in in forms and ways that we know uh, work for us. I know for myself that my whole karmic lesson here is to let go and surrender, blah, 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 um, have more patience. And that's irritating to me, but it is likely a program that's there, uh, to maybe help me overcome in one way or another, or maybe it's a hurdle I've put in front of myself. Either way, uh, I have found that I know all the tricks and tips and know all the stuff. I mean, I talk to people like you every day and I, I know it consciously, I don't know it like in muscle memory yet. And Mm -hmm. so my practice of unlocking my own magic is like by muscle memory through these, each of these situations, getting very intimate with those nuances, like the, like you said, like the card said this and this, and like how to read that correctly. Um, I have a situation going on in my life right now where spirit is like, we're, we're not going to move this needle. Like you just need to back off. And if you back off, you're going to have a lot more. And I can't get myself to back off. Mm -hmm. And I know it in my heart. I know it in my head. I know it, that this is something I should do, but my muscle memory is in moving forward in whatever this way that I think that I can control. And I I can see it and I'm watching it. And at some point I think spirit universe or whatever is just going, we don't let you just fall here. We've seen you do this before. You've seen yourself do this before you can avoid this. This is the third, fourth time that you've gone through something like this. Let it go. So mm-hmm. that can also be magic, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the that self-awareness. <laughs> um, can you talk to us just a little bit about what, how self-awareness plays a role in us unlocking our magic? Yeah. So what you just described is like you breaking karma. What is karma? It's a cycle. Like, and we all have, what's a cycle? A cycle is a program. And that's where like, when you even do like subconscious reprogramming, you're literally breaking karma because you're breaking cycles that essentially would keep you in the same thing going over and over and over again. But if you want to get over it, like you got to always kind of like come to this conclusion of like, wherever it is that you want to naturally go and you're getting the signs don't go that way it's your ego. It's not you anymore. And that's where you have to like almost isolate the ego in your mind and tell it, you know, to calm down. Like, Hey, I know this is what we normally do, but what if we just do something different? Aren't you bored? And like, you can even have that level of conversation with yourself and like convince it. You know what I mean? Like if, if it doesn't work out in this direction, we could always come back over here, you know what I mean? And test it out. And 90% of the time when the ego sees a new, 
um, opportunity open, especially when you treat it with love, uh, with care. Um, you basically will have a whole identity shift. Um, so a, a self-awareness really just comes down to even like knowing that you're a multidimensional being, like you have an astral body, an inner child body, you have an emotional body, you have a subconscious, a consciousness, male, a female, like all these parts, they're alive and they're independent with you. So like a lot of times people go on this enlightenment journey just to realize that there's more and more and more of them to discover because it's true you are infinity so when you're coming to through self-awareness is like how can i find myself in everything that i'm doing like that's really like where you're embodying spirit and everyone's always talking about like oh i want to materialize my spirit into reality find yourself in reality and like you should be able to, like that's the most direct like thing that you could do like if i'm waking up every day at 6.30 in the morning, and I'm not finding myself at 6.30 in the morning, but I find myself at 9.30 in the morning. How about I start making it my routine to wake up at 9.30 in the morning? That's where I'm living at. That's my vibration. Each person has a very specific vibration. That's awareness. Awareness is like, also like this thing of like, is not just meditation. It's not just looking at the synchronicities. A lot of times people are like, oh yeah, I want to meditate. I want to like manifest all the big things, but it's like, your body is fine tuned to those manifestations as well. So you have to pay attention to like, if you're not drinking enough water every day, if you're constantly eating cheese and you don't feel like you can become creative and your job is to be a creative, cut out the cheese. You know what I mean? Like you have to be aware of those things so that your energy can open so you can leave more space for the manifestations that you want to actually tune into the body and come through. Mm. A lot of times we're just like, I want that, 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 but you're not even looking at like, how are you part of the system? Right. Because external reality is just reacting to like how you perceive yourself and how you're treating yourself. Like great, great example is like people who, you know, constantly degrade themselves in one way, shape or another, eventually a brand new stranger will meet them. And just based off of like the information in the field, that person will have a bias, like, oh, I can't stand that person, never meeting them before. And like, we know this through science and stuff like that. So you have to have that level of awareness that like every thought counts, everything that you're doing matters. And it only matters as deeply as you're willing to invest in it, right? Like a lot of times people want to become a content creator and like my, my nephew, for instance, I hear it all the time. He's like, I want to become a content creator. And I'm like, okay, what are you going to do to do it? Well, you know, I'm just going to make a viral video. There's a science that goes into yeah. that. That's the alchemy of it. You know what I mean? Like you have to understand where, where you fit in the alchemy of the greater scope, which is social media. That's how the trend goes in every aspect of your life. And everyone has a different dharma. Some people came here to literally just have sex. Some people came here to be happy. Some people came here to have families, you know? Some of us came here to just watch the world burn and transform, you know? Whatever your vibration is, you have to be okay with that. That's awareness. And sometimes like another another really deep like thing that I can, I can give to you. One of my students the other day had a dream and he woke up and he messaged me. He's like, I I had a dream with this demon. I think it was a demon. He's like, I've never heard its name before. He wrote it down and he was like, have you ever heard of it? I pulled up a spell book and the name of that demon was like in the spell book and it's the demon of sloth. Yeah. And he had no recollection of this or uh, of like ever studying anything like this. 
So it was just like, okay, here's your awareness. Like you became aware of this name. It stood out so deeply. You could have just been like, oh yeah, that was just a dream. No big deal. Right. But something told you now you should look deeper into it. And look, now it's the demon of sloth that's in your bedroom. What have you been trying to do lately? That's like, been proactive right that it's Mm -hmm. basically trying to keep you from doing well I've been feeling like I really want to like open up my business and I finally like after months I started working on my website again I'm like okay this demon right here is materializing itself because there's a subconscious program that's aligned with it that's awareness just having that level of consciousness automatically that demon can't mess with you anymore because it's no longer in the hidden right so all these different things are always happening to us in one way shape or form we just have to be willing to again come down to this um i'm gonna say awareness again but i feel like (laughs) it's the only proper word is awareness that the universe is breathing it's breathing Mm -hmm. with you and it's thinking with you you know yeah that is that is to me super empowering because it is through the art of self-awareness that we're able to integrate uh, those very things mm-hmm. that help uh, our, I guess, our universe become more magical. Like we, we yeah. came into, I guess, the matrix or whatever uh, to look at this very 3D life. And now that we're having more awareness and more consciousness, our ability to be able to see beyond the veil is, is helping us do things beyond the imaginable. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about that. And what that, you're going to say something about that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I was going to say, um, looking at like Nikola Tesla and Einstein, even like there were people that they were aliens, had, right? <laughs> pretty much. Right. But they, their, their way of describing things is very like clear because they said they would see it in another reality. There was nothing to back up their science here at that time, but they yeah. knew it was real somewhere else. And then they materialized it and showed us let that, that, that level of awareness of being able to say, Hey, this imaginative thought is actually real somewhere. That's what gives you the ability to actually manifest something into your reality. Most people have an imaginative thought and they're like, oh, that's too far out there. or It's too far away from me. That's time and space. The only person that's telling you that you can't attain that is you because you've been programmed to think that way, right? So it's like that level of awareness of constantly being able to say like, even even if this is in my thought and I'm seeing myself being a superhero, saving Gotham or whatever, like (laughs) that is me in another reality that's actually like, having that life. And I'm just peering through a window to see that reality. That's also very broad quantum entanglement awareness. Yeah. I mean, that's actually what I want to talk about on the after show, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) quantum entanglement and more about the kind of of like quantum jumps that we have in our realities, which is like so fun to talk about. So if you want to hear that part of the interview, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah. But before we go, um, I would love for you to just kind of detail out what it is that you do, like the service that you do and where people can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on antohigh.us. And uh, I do everything from advanced energy medicine. So a lot of my clients that come through are, they're the people who are, have been doing the energy work already for themselves for a while. So at the top tier, I work with like celebrities or people who are very like at that level to like conquer their reality, no matter what. Um, Then I have a school that's part of that as well, where if you're not at that level yet, then you can basically learn how to do everything that I do. Um, and it's a personal medicine. So uh, a lot of a lot of what I do is like miraculous, deep, detailed healing for people. But I also am really proficient at tarot readings, um, you know, channeling your guides, acoustic records. Um, a lot of my work is teaching people how to access all those things through our academy. 
Um, but I know sometimes people are not, not really in that space to learn. So they just need a service. So if you ever just, um, I, a lot of what I deal with is like autoimmune disorders as well. So mm-hmm. like anything from fibromyalgia, cancers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I have a track record of helping my clients actually learn the energy work and then their body shifts out of that particular condition altogether. So yeah, uh, things like that. Anything that you want to manifest pretty much. That's amazing. Super mm-hmm. amazing. Well, mm-hmm. everybody go check him out. Uh, we're going to head to the after show. So thank you so much anti for being on the show. And if you like this episode, thank please you. send it to someone you love. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.